and welcome to Drunk Bitches in Politics, where bitches get drunk and talk politics. I'm Ray! I'm Mishy! And I'm Michelle! We're back! We're back! What episode number is this? <clears throat> back again. Damn, you bitches haven't even been oh, here. You can't even fucking 29, remember 29, the episode. 29, 29, 29, 29, 29, 29. Your age. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not, we'll back. fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! It does yes, it is twenty nine. Be- okay. okay. <laughs> Ray like got on Spotify real quick and looked it up. <laughs> Ooh, speaking of pods, just real quick before we get into everything, have y'all finished the sixteen nineteen? No. Yeah. I think so. I okay. The last episode they were talking about the cotton farmer. Uh. No, uh, not cotton farmer. Cane. Sugar cane. Sugar cane. Yeah. Is but that the last? But there's two parts. Is the two parts? I've heard yeah. both parts. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. rough. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was rough. Um, anyway, it's excellent. Again, I know I've, I've plugged them before. They're not paying me for this. They probably should, but um, it's just a damn good. Po- it's just a damn good pod. It is. It, really it is. is such a good pod. The last Hannah's one I listened to. Hannah's just amazing too. Like her voice is like velvet. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the last episode I listened to. But yeah. Anyway. Oh my god! Oh, there's been more episodes since Sugar Cane. Uh, since the last one I listened to. Oh. Because the last one I listened to was The, the Birth sits. of American Music. Oh my god, that's what we were oh, just sitting yeah. here talking about. Yeah. Two, at least she was two looking, she was looking up stuff while we were talking. That's true. She was listening. Yeah. She tuned us out. I'm gonna cut Already. Uh, Missy so can do that really <laughs> fucking well. I she can, can be looking at you. And not listening to a goddamn thing you have to and say. And not, yeah. You know what the other thing she can or do? Anything, and actually be looking at her phone with one eye and looking at you with the other <laughs> eye. You think that she's paying attention to you. And then you get to a certain point, you're like, wait a minute. Are you listening to me? And then she doesn't respond because she's not. You know what the other thing she can do really easily, too? Is she can fall asleep in like a quarter of a second. Oh, yes. Take a power nap of 15 minutes mm-hmm. yep. and be good to go. Oh, I yeah. Can, I can fall asleep at will. And then go party. Yeah. I know. Remember, we all, we've all taken Micro road naps. trips together. I know. Yeah. You know. Yeah, Since watch been, our world when this bitch gets a law degree. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see how it goes in my last this year. This is how she's going to make it through dr- drug school? Drug school. Well, no, law school. Some, some would kind agree of, with you. Some kind of the agree. same, right? Right. <laughs> a little. <laughs> you know. All right. Sometimes it takes them, that, you know, to get through that. Now they just call it Adderall. Right. That is true. So what are we drinking tonight? We are drinking a cab from Bogle Vineyards, which is a California variety. And I think we're going to be drinking both cabs tonight because, you know, you live it up to Ray to pick wine and she's going to grab a cab. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to be having... Are you drinking wine tonight? Well, because of our conversation that we were having before we started potting, she needed whiskey. I, went, I went and grabbed my bourbon. <laughs> But we'll I will see. definitely taste the wine. But we, right. we, what we will do is figure out which of these two bottles were expensive, and which one Ooh, is more, yeah. which one's more high end. I think they're like a dollar apart. We got them both at CVS. <laughs> oh, this is from our trip. Oh uh, yeah. I'm gonna tell you what's super interesting about tonight is that I think both of our wines are from California, which was not planned. We just got them. Right. Um, but the bourbon is from whiskey. Uh, it's from Texas. It's from Texas. The bourbon is from, from whiskey. whiskey. From whiskey. <laughs> God, she said whiskey earlier. Oh my God. Leave it up to you two bitches, and you can't get homegrown wine. Look, um, it was bought at a CVS. 
Oh, okay. Galveston. Well, at least she didn't get it from like 7 Eleven or something. No. So. But it did make the rounds. It traveled with us to uh, Mexico and never got did? drink. Oh, it went to Mexico? Yeah. It went to Mexico. It's, it's basically Vintage at this point. Exactly. It traveled it's all international the way. wine. It's international wine, honey. Um, Cozumel, Progresso, and back. Yes. All through the Gulf of Mexico. Yes. So. This is a, it actually is a vintage, vintage 2016. Oh, and the last good I, year. <laughs> I know, right? It's good to hear. For the world, like, went to shit. Right. So you guys know that cab is what we drink the most on this podcast. Yes. I don't think there's anything I can tell you guys about a cab that I haven't told you before. Full-bodied red. It is great for eating desserts. It is also great for cheeses. It's great for savory foods. It is such a versatile wine that you can drink to pair with foods. Or if you just want to get fucked up, it's good for all those things. <laughs> um, and so this particular variety is, again, California. So as we talk about Cabernet, you're going to have a hint of that blackberry jam note. It's going to be a little smoky because of the oak that it's aged in. Because of the California <laughs> and, and, and Sorry, California. Too that soon, was but whatever. Though. We'll take it. Um, we got left through the pain. And... Yep. <laughs> Fruit You do. So, this is going to be a very full-bodied wine. Anybody want to guess? 14%. Jesus Christ. Ma'am. Michelle, do you want do you want to take a guess? What did you guess? 14. Oh, uh 13.7. Oh, Michelle's close. Oh, oh bottle is 13.5. This is the first for the DBAP. Oh my god. I didn't guess 14.3. <laughs> Yes. Ray, do you remember the price point for these bottles? I believe it was around $13. Okay, around $13. So, yep, let's try it out. Let's see. Pop that shit. I'm going to pop it. It also came with a very long receipt. Oh, did it? Because you know CVS. Yes. Darling. With probably coupons for more wine? Probably. All right, let's. God, it's been so long since I've done this. Pop that shit. Let's hear it, baby. Ooh. Ooh. Yes, I missed that sweet. I sound. think CVS alone is responsible for the Amazon forest dying. Would not be a surprise. And of course, it's gonna be that beautiful purple color. She wants to teach us so bad. I do. I want y'all to get right. Smell that. Pick up those beautiful notes. Oh, smells like great. She wants to smell. Smells so tarty. You can smell that kind of like sour fruit in it. Oh, Delicious. So good. <laughs> Ray's trying so hard. I you try. actually do try. I do sometimes. I'm just. Eh. Oh yes, very dry. It's got a little bite to it, but still delicious. You can feel it in your throat. It's got it's got a little sting. It does a little yeah. sting. Yeah. yeah. Very delicious. All right, let's let's get drunk and talk politics, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna get the story twenty four seven story out of the way first. And yes, Ray, if you can give us an update on impeachment proceedings, hearings, the I mean the the latest and greatest yes. ball of shit. So we know that we have missed stuff since we were on last, right? And unfortunately. 
you're going to have to refer to some other news station to catch up on that. I kind of feel you like we have to keep up on that yeah, right now. Yeah, I feel like we've missed a lot, but yeah, we haven't. There's been lots of people testifying. still not been impeached. Yes, still, okay. He still is not, no. like, testifying. Okay, so lots of people <laughs> have been testifying behind closed doors. Right. The Republicans decided to storm things. Even with, though there were Republicans in those hearings. Yes, well... Yes. There were Republicans in those hearings. There were also more Republicans that were allowed to be in yes. those hearings because they were in the right committees who chose to be outside with the Republicans and Matt Gates, head of the Republicans, asking to speak to a manager. Um, so there's that. There's been lot like I said, lots of people testifying. And lots of information leaking between these closed hearing meetings yes. and going back to the White House. Right. We got right. some snitch bitches in the hearings. Exactly. <laughs> and then that brings us to Thursday, Halloween. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. And the House passed a resolution guiding the impeachment proceedings. Is that from a musical? Dun, dun, dun. No, that's actually from oh. um, the, A Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, okay. That's for you, London. Um, and all but two Dems voted for it. So what would you think about that? You're like, okay, most of them voted for it. Nope. Senior White House counselor Kellyanne Conway tweeted, Today the opposition was bipartisan. Insert eye roll here. Because, come on now, two? Come on. That's nothing. Right. She's forgetting the fact that they had at least one Republican, well, former Republican, uh, that voted with the Dems as mm-hmm. well. But that person's not a Republican. He's a former Republican. You're right. It is important to note that this passed without a single Republican vote. It did. It they did. unanimously voted nay. Right. Yeah. Which is a bunch of spineless, fucking bunch of coward-ass bitches. Right. That all have something on them. They do. I'm just telling you. Well, okay. Y'all. And the two. They all got some skeletons in their closet. So the two votes out of those 232 is a minuscule figure. And it really, it doesn't represent a bipartisan consensus, obviously. And Democrats are largely unified in their approach across for impeachment. Like they are, aside from those two that didn't. Now the two that didn't, it's worth noting they come from districts that Trump won by double digits. So self-preservation, it's baby. self-preservation. And that's probably what a lot of those Republicans are doing, too, is self-preservation. But... Well, they're not paying attention, because if they were to be paying attention about where poll numbers are at as far as how many Americans think that this impeachment inquiry yes. is justifiable, the numbers are well over half, with even Republicans saying that this inquiry is worthy. So you need to be paying attention and not thinking that those same people are going to vote for you just because you stuck out for this because they want this motherfucker impeached too. Yeah, and you know, I mean, we do have an election coming up in a year and a half, right? Yeah. Right? So, like, they held out this a year? No, it's November. It's November. Oh, my God. We did just have Halloween. It's this, basically this weekend a is year, daylight, but like three days from This yes. weekend is daylight savings right. time, by mm-hmm. the way. Um, but yeah, so... God, I didn't even think about that. It's, it's daylight that. savings time, because you know what? Tomorrow, if I could turn back time. Well, remember <laughs> remember to set your God. clock back, like the president has set the country back a thousand years. Like, I'm trying to do share references <laughs> to it. <laughs> yeah. 
But I kind of, at this point, I'm kind of like, yeah, just let them sit there and and And, and that's what and some just, people think. Like, eat their own shit, Mishy, at this I point. Know, because they'll get voted out. Yeah. I, I, I don't do want to clarify really quick, though, as far as um, a lot of the terms that get thrown around for things, like, you understand, you're like, okay, it was a resolution guiding impeachment Ooh. proceedings. What the fuck does that mean? Right. You know? Because pe- some people are thinking we're still, there are people out there that don't understand all this impeachment talk, and that's why we try to kind of level set where we are at that different things, right? So the resolution provides the procedural details for how the House will move its impeachment inquiry mm-hmm. into the next phase as it investigates the whistleblower complaint. Um, and which whistleblower complaint is that? This is just about the one that alleged that the president attempted to pressure Ukraine to interfere in the 2020 presidential election. Are we, are we still saying alleged? Like, it's on tape. I know, I know. <laughs> Recorded. I know. Like, so, yeah. yeah. He admitted it, guys. Like, he, he said did. It. Well, he, he said it. And, and then, then he said China. But no. On, and then doubled down on the fact and said, it is well within my right until he realized that no, it wasn't. And then he tried to walk it back. Yeah. He's already admitted to this. Walk it back. Walk it back. <laughs> walk it back. Yeah, he stood out there. He was like, it's well within my right as president. Until no. someone was like, no, you can't. Yeah, ask the lady the lady that's from um, in the Elections Commission. Yeah. It's it just like. I've sent this memo out before, but let me tweet it one more time. It is not within your right. Right. It is not. He's never been told no, y'all. He's never he's no. never gotten truly in trouble. He's never been told no. He's never truly been accountable for anything. Account- yes. Held accountable for anything. No. Got punished. Nothing. Cheating on his wives. Cheating Just, on taxes. No. None of it. Yeah. And failing a business. It, it's not like he's even he's ever even lost all of his money and then had to get it back. No. He just cheats his fucking way out of Just everything. like he's cheating his way out of his his uh, investigation into his taxes in New York because uh, in case you guys don't know, he's officially moving to Florida now yeah. mm-hmm. and leaving the state of New York. Because I've been treated badly. No, they it's because mean, there's an investigation yeah. going on. Oh, I know. And he would be able to use the defense that he's no longer a New York you know, resident. Resident. Except, except that when is he filed his taxes there, he was a resident. Right. That's how they're going to yes. get him. But but in the courts of where it needs to be handled, who knows who's going to have jurisdiction? Right. But they'll have jurisdiction there. for as long as he lived there when he filed his taxes up through that. Point. But she's talking about like where they where they would have the court case. Like yeah, his lawyers would then fight to have yes. the the actual yeah. hearing done in Florida where if it's more Republican. Because that's know. one of the things that he's been having trouble with is that nobody in New York likes him. Nobody Not is anymore. friendly towards him. New York is like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, and apparently he's only... And keep in mind, New York is the entire business model of who Donald Trump is. It's his entire image. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. New York, Trump Tower, Ooh. all of that. Right. He's like, I am New York. I am New York. And he only spent 20 days since his presidency... In New York and spent 1990 in Florida. So, I mean, I guess Florida is yeah. one of the craziest people are said to come from no, Florida. Jay-Z and Beyonce are more New York. Because, right. And Beyonce's from Texas. I know that Jay-Z is from there. but I just feel they're more New a friend York of mine that lives in West Palm Beach. Shout out to all I'm the like... best eye people who are listening. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it, it's really another loophole for him to be able to, like, avoid this tax issue and try to yes. find a more favorable way to deal with it. But what was really funny was that uh, Governor Cuomo tweeted and said, well, it's not like he ever paid any taxes here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
And then uh, Mayor de Blasio also tweeted and said, don't let the door hit you on the way out. So there's no love lost there. And yeah, he's just never been held accountable. He no. always finds a loophole and a way to exactly. get out of it. And I think that's what this is, right? Exactly. This is what he's hoping he Oh, I do want to go back. Um, They'll be tearing his name down from hotels when he loses or gets, um, actually oh, gets impeached. Sure. Or gets, they will. Did you know that that's happening it's, with it's already the happening. Trump one in Washington? No. Yeah. Oh, they're in taking D.C.? It down. Uh-huh. Yes, they're taking that down. Yep. The hotel where supposedly he was going to have everybody stay yes. so he could make no, money off of it. That's the one in Florida. In Florida. That's where the door out. Oh, no, they were doing one it. in D.C. as well. Oh, there's when stuff that's di- happening When diplomats there. would come yeah. and yeah. stay there. Yeah. So they're, going, they're yes. already Yeah, but the out. one he's wanting to have the G7 at is the, in Florida. In, yeah, the yeah, door out. I know that. But, but the okay. Trump hotel in uh-huh. D.C., they're removing his name off of that. And just because they... Like the company. Yes. Because it's just his name. They and, were just paying to have his name But there. apparently they've had some losses with people not... People, mm-hmm. Diplomats who are flying in and all of that. Yeah. Not wanting to be associated with the Trump brand. So... It's funny mm-hmm. how that's changed since he got elected, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. when he got first got elected, like, a lot of people were They won't even stay in a hotel for free. Right. And... <laughs> Keep in mind that they'd rather go stay at the Hilton Garden. He doesn't have one hundred percent ownership of the Trump no. name, so he answers to a board. Right, right, and yeah, yeah, buddy. So somebody can tell him no. Okay, so I do want to go back um, to the impeachment proceedings because okay. there was one other piece that I wanted to mention is that the congressional Republicans and the White House, they've really been criticizing the way that Democrats are conducting the impeachment inquiry as being unfair and secretive, and that's why they stormed the Castle. And the Republicans have been calling on the full House to vote to authorize this inquiry. So that's where this is all really stemming from. Um, but honestly, this vote doesn't mean a lot because... Do you want to explain to the people at home what authorizing the inquiry would do? Can I just say, they look like such a bunch of fucking just dweebs. Karens! Dweebs. (laughs) They're all gathered around and uh, uh, there's like two white women, right? They ordered pizzas. Well, I'm sure that they were like, here, can you hold this for me? Or, you know, whatever. Can you shine my shoes or suck my dick or whatever that Republican women do. But, um... (laughs) But no, they just, I just, I watched that whole Matt Getz thing because he was totally clueless during the mm-hmm. Astros when they were saying booing Trump until lock him up. Yeah. Yeah. Right? But it was just, like the Super Saiyan, oh but the God. Dragon Ball Z Super Saiyan version of like white privilege. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to go in there. Are y'all ready? Are y'all ready? You want to go? You want to go? It's like you totally went to a prep school and you're like getting ready to, I don't know, boys. go cheer at a bowling game. Fucking right. Prep boys. <laughs> But yes. see, to me, I don't really feel like this vote really makes big of a difference because it's this formal authorization of the impeachment inquiry, and they made that decision to hold the vote because they thought it would undercut Trump's administration's talking points about how it's not an illeg- how it's an illegitimate yeah. investigation. But okay, so they're going. Oh, it's an illegitimate investigation. Fine, well, we voted on it, and it's going to be now. It's legitimate. Well, now you're just. It's a witch hunt. And they're going to come up with a news reason, and they're always going to come up with something. It reminds me of like when you're trying to put your kids to fucking bed. Right. And they're like, I, I just need, I need water. I need some water. I, Mom, uh-huh. Mom, I want to tell you I love you. I just One more story. And i got to go to the bathroom. It's always going to be something. Uh-huh. So just tell them to shut the fuck up. I agree with you, but this only, all of this does, I'm not, let me tell you why I'm not opposed to any of these things. The longer that we can stretch this impeachment shit all the way up until the election, oh, I'm yeah. good with it. So if they want to do all of these little preliminary things and all of this to drag it all the way up until maybe late October next year, early November, enough for it to really stick, 
And we'll have a Democratic president. I'm not opposed to this. I'm not opposed to it at all. Oh, you think so? You think that they need to drag it out all the way to almost election time and and maybe not even impeach him? And also, it solidifies that, like, to take the case to say, okay, you complained about all of these things, and we did all of these things, and you came up with more shit, other than actually... But do you think the American people are going to see it that way? See, I, I, think, I don't think that I don't the, think they have the patience it, for that. It, is my is my as nuanced as that is, like the way I'm looking at it, no. Okay. But people have a very short attention span. Uh-huh. So sure. if all of this, like, say we're done with all this impeachment shit by like April, his chances are good by then because uh, we'll have a whole cycle right. to forget. But if it constantly stays in the news and it continues to erode his reputation as it, 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 it already has. He's going to do something else. Here's right. The, he's going to do something else. So this is keeping him in the news negatively. He continues to erode his own reputation. And you can see it in the polls because you have people who voted for him who are like, uh-uh. I'm not doing this again. A lot of right. people have voters remorse. And as long as this continues to play out, it give, it's it's good. It, yeah. it works out okay. for us to elect an actual candidates right okay i November. got you i yeah. got you yeah. okay yeah. all right all right i can understand that so that's all i had on that <laughs> i mean and i'm sure there's more right but we couldn't possibly oh my cover God. i can't i can't oh, yeah. cover it all yeah. okay so i do want to go on to yeah we need to be that way what do we got what do we got what do we got so i'm just it just popped up on my thing on cnn and the headline is that Senator Kamala Harris is closing three of her four presidential campaign offices in New Hampshire and has fired all of her field organizers in the state as she hones in on her struggling campaign in Iowa. Oh, this is the beginning God. of a shutdown, y'all. Um, uh, or, or not even just a shutdown. This is They're trying to focus 100% yes, on Iowa. Yes. So they're taking all of that shit out of there, taking everything that's draining stuff out of Iowa, I mean, out of New Hampshire, and trying to throw it all out there because the polls... Which means that she probably should drop out. Not necessarily. If she gets a boost, if yeah. she gets a boost in Iowa... Because here's the thing. John, I read. I was reading about she ain't this. She ain't going to win it. She ain't going to win it. I know this goes back to like 2006 or something like this. And it's a long time ago. And y'all are thinking like, oh my God. You're about so to throw up. that on Barack John Kerry. John Kerry. John Kerry was struggling. And so he also pulled back some and closed some of his yeah, offices. Yeah, right, but he wasn't this. He wasn't like this low in the polls, though. Because right, but the field wasn't as big he, either. He didn't have ten other people running. He either. didn't. There right. was like and, four people total. And yeah. so far, the people who are the top three is Elizabeth Biden. and basically Biden and Pete, kind of like even. Bernie, you're forgetting Bernie. Bernie's like fourth. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So this is top see, three. The he lost in steam when he almost died. Like, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> she wasn't meant to be funny. It's true, though. But I know the way Go I said home, it. Go home, But I know he's doing good because... He can't handle being president. Mm-hmm. Sorry, can't. Pete's doing well because they're in Iowa. And they're focusing on Iowa right now. If this all of this was happening in New Hampshire, I don't know that we'd be saying the same thing. Well, it's still... But, yeah. It is still a really good... It's a really good momentum. It is. Because it is. And you know I love me some Mayor Pete. I'm just saying, it, it is a much better place to be in than where Kamala is at right now. This is true. And if it is yeah. going to be, at this point, just a better chance of winning the lottery, of coming off of that where she is, and going into that top three or the top four, because it's already solidified out of where we are right now. But 
I do think that it's good strategically to kind of put everything else on hold for now. Yes. And really move into Iowa and focus. Because if you can resurrect this thing, maybe right. when we move to New Hampshire, you'll be Right. Somewhere. Exactly. Right. Exactly. She yeah. ain't going to win the nomination. Just- I don't. And it's so crazy because yeah. when we first started potting, she was the candidate that we talked about the most. But Biden hadn't gotten in. No. But even at that, we weren't talking about Elizabeth Warren nearly as much as no, we, we about her. No, we weren't. But we were saying, if Biden runs. Yes. And, <laughs> and you've been saying that. Miss, she'd been yeah. saying that from the get-go. Yeah. yeah. And even then, like I said, it's great. I want to love Kamala. And I kept telling you guys, I want to love this yeah. candidate. But it's not going to work out. Yeah. So yeah. It is also really just in general, it sucks because there are a lot of good candidates. Right. They are not perfect candidates. And, but Ooh, there's did a, you see Obama's little speech? I put that on the list here. Okay, we'll no. talk about that later. Yes. Yeah, for later. Yeah, okay, we can talk about that after we talk about the next. The next subject is Katie okay. Hill. So yes. after Katie Hill, we'll get into the whole like council council culture. Yes, yes. That would, I actually culture. wouldn't. I actually would like that before we get into our dear beloved. Beto. Our department. Yeah, because we are going to talk about him tonight, okay. ladies. But yeah, well, we have to. I mean, of first course. of all, it's Texas. Second of all, Michigan went to like one of his best rallies he's yes. probably ever had. Yes. It's amazing. Fucking one in Texas in the DFW oh, area I didn't go yes. to. Um, so Katie Hill. Katie Hill. Okay. So this for, is a pretty like tragic story. It's a fucked up of, story. Yeah. I think that's the best way to describe Story of it. double standards. Absolutely. Story a, of fucking patriarchy. Yes. Yeah, tell us, Ray, what happened. So, for those that don't know who she is, Katie Hill, she is a freshman Democrat from California. She's one of the first openly bisexual women in Congress. And in early October, allegations came out about her relationship with a campaign staffer and her finance director. And they came out on a conservative website called Red State in a post titled, Mm -hmm. California Rep Katie Hill Allegedly Involved Female Staffer in a Two-Year Thruple Relationship. A thruple, for those of you that don't know, is like a three-member couple. That sounds so like fun. Couple, thruple, fuple, quadruple. Are like you making thruple, shit up or is this real? No, it's I like, don't know. It's no. It's, I'm basic. I don't know. Well, listen, I'm <laughs> okay. all about consensual fun, honey. Okay, it takes two so to make a thing go right. And sometimes it might take three. <laughs> it okay. takes three to make it out of sight. <laughs> So that post by Red State included some intimate pictures of Hill some and the staffer. And fastest on the wrong syllable. Intimate. <laughs> what did I say? You said intimate. 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 Or intimate? I can't, I can't even she say the wrong way of the wrong intimate. way she said it. Intimate. Intimate. Jesus, Mary and Joseph. Hello, why? Okay. Okay, so the pictures of Hill and her like staffer. Oh my god. That's on the wrong syllable. Has remained anonymous, but these sc- it also included screenshots of what Red State claims are text messages between the staffer and Hill's husband, Kenny Heslep, who filed for divorce in July. That fucker leaked that this, shit. Yes. Fuck so, him. Here's the thing the Red State post came after. Heslop had done a rant on a Facebook post about his estranged wife. Red State published that post, mm. which has since been deleted, where it showed Heslop accusing Hill of sleeping with her male finance director, which is an accusation that prompted a congressional ethics investigation and which Katie Hill denies. 
she admits to the relationship with her female campaign staffer. Right. But she denies this one. And the issue is, the reason why that's such a thing is because being her male finance director would be a congressional ethics violation. violation. But the, the staffer... Because this, but the campaign staffer would not be; it's just frowned upon. Right. So why the finance person? Because it's the money person. Um, because he's actually a member of her staff. Her for congressional staff, I believe. Of her congressional staff. Oh, not right. Like but, not part of her campaign. Oh, so if you're part of the campaign staff, you it's can, just frowned. Are you upon. kidding me? If people it's, could not fuck on campaigns, no one would ever staff a campaign. <laughs> That's all they do. Or that is literally the all they do. Well, you spend 15, right. 18 hours a day with each other. You travel right. all over the state or all over the country. I, no, I totally get it. It's yep. like, it's like I've heard a so many stories about when you and London were on the Wendy campaign. Quentin, she does not mean me. No. I was not there. I no. was a happily married woman. Who I know. I simply no, watched it enjoyment. You heard mi- stories from, from you guys. I know. I'm just I know. Other people. You and London both would cut, or like we, we are in committed face. relationships. I know like maybe one other person that was in a committed relationship yeah. that worked on that campaign, but everybody else was fucking everybody else. And listen, I, d- I didn't know judgment i looked in amusement and out in bewilderment and fascination and enjoyment Michi, and just you and i have had this conversation before i told both of y'all everybody fucking everybody yeah. and i just don't campaigns i was i know it was i travel for a living everybody everybody fucking everybody, fucking everybody. everybody. okay so that's episode title <laughs> episode title okay so back to the katie hill story book title i'm not sure now her husband fucking kenny told his parents that he had been hacked. It's his middle name, Chad. Hold on, Ray. I just want to kind of catch up to where you Kenneth are. I Chad. Follow. I want to make sure that I'm following you okay. correctly. Yes. Her husband filed for divorce back in July. Right. And these this, these particular allegations came out after the in husband... October. After the husband went on Facebook, did mm-hmm. a rant about her, and then said that he was hacked. Right. Well, he did the rant. Red State posted screenshots of that and also these nudie photos. He then is telling his parents that he goes, I think I've been hacked. And, but weeks before those nude pictures were published, he was in touch with a local podcaster saying, do you want to know the whole story? Can I pause right here? If there are any whistleblowers who would like to give us some of that tea, please feel free to call us. Uh, what is the email? 1-800-DBAP. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we will plug the email. We will take all of your tea. Um, DrunkBPolitics at gmail.com. Anonymously. Whatever. Anonymously. Yeah. Whatever tea Make you throw away, account. Yeah. Give, us, give us your tea. Um, and as long as it doesn't railroad the fuck out of anybody unjustly, we will spill your yeah. tea. So quick joke on yes. the subject. So quick joke. Why don't Congress people use bookmarks? I don't know. Ooh. They just bend their pages over. <laughs> Get it? Because a page is a member of a staff. Right. <laughs> Joke explaining much. That may or may but, not have been bent over. <laughs> my That's brother right. wanted to send that to me because he could hear us. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and. So okay. there's, this yes. is one of the things that's really interesting to me is we just talked about one of the Republicans. I'm going to just forever call him that. I the leader it. of the Republicans, Matt Gates. He's so good. So Matt Gates, total asshole where the impeachment stuff is coming from. 
But he was one of the few conservatives that actually came to the defense of Katie mm-hmm. on this and said that the, she is totally being attacked because she is different. And he was de- talking about the fact that because that she's bisexual. That? Yes. He got that. Yes. But he doesn't get anything else. He didn't else. get that. My, no. <laughs> Matt, it's, yes. Isn't it perplexing? And the it thing is. is, in general, conservative outlets, they have been totally emphasizing her bisexuality, the fact that she, her husband, and her campaign staffer were in this thruple. They took multiple vacations together. So, and a lot of people brought up the fact that, well, this is the Me Too movement. Whoa, and whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. You mean to tell me that there's sensationalizing mm-hmm. a consensual relationship amongst adults while their president likes to pee on people? Yes. And, and cheats on wives and sleeps with porn stars. And yes. Which yes. I'm not here to yuck anyone's young. No. But right. I mean, if you're gonna like. Hypocrisy is thick. I it's don't. thick. It's like butter. If, if we're going to say <laughs> it's that. It's like cold fucking butter. With like and grits, but here's the thing: if you're going to say what happens in the president's bedroom belongs in the president's bedroom, why are y'all then in turn treating this young lady the way that y'all are treating her? Oh, because I forgot patriarchy in general, white right. maleness. Right. Because if it was a man, it oh. would be like, oh, well, we just need to leave their marriage alone. Right. Whatever happens between them, there's nothing to do with. Blah, blah, blah. We've seen yeah. it play out plenty yeah. of times yes. this way. Where this is such a double standard. Exactly. And that's what she said when she unfortunately resigned last week. I mean, she was a rising star. I hated the fact that she let that shit like get to her like that. Because let me tell you something, sis. You give this shit two days, none of these motherfuckers are going to remember any of this shit. The next thing will pop up. Yes. You got to hang in there. She announced last week that she would resign from Congress. She admitted to having her relationship with the female campaign staffer, but she has denied any relationship with that male congressional staffer. And she said, quote, I'm leaving because of a misogynistic culture that gleefully consumed my naked pictures, capitalized on my sexuality, and enabled my abusive ex to continue that abuse. I'm leaving because of the thousands of vile, threatening emails, calls, and texts that she said were directed at her after a conservative blog. I mean, as much as I want her photos. to stay in I'm, by, I'm, I can't I can't ask somebody to do something to do that something. I don't know that I could do I either. I couldn't do I, it. Personally, I'm all about doing what's best for you and your mental health, but let me tell yeah. you something, sis. Had it been me, y'all would have known what the fuck y'all were dealing with because you want to leak my pictures, bitch. I'll do a whole fucking spread in fucking, what is it, that, that Playboy. Playboy. I'll yeah. have a whole fucking congressional spread in that bitch. Hustler. Hustler. All of them shit. Mrs. Calendar. Mrs. Calendar. <laughs> I will give you every fucking month of the year, however you like it. And I might even charge you extra for the money. Because you're not going to shame you for something that we did between consensual adults yeah. that people do every day. And then you're going to run me out of the office that I legitimately want. Now, y'all have to fight me. Run up. The one good thing that is coming for this is that, well, I shouldn't say one good thing, but Cap... Capitol Hill police are investigating possible violations of the revenge porn laws and revenge porn or also called non-consensual pornography. Is that pornography. when somebody shows a naked picture of you without your consent? Oh, holy shit. This shit just got <laughs> No, thick. it's when they get released. <laughs> the shade that was just thrown in here. Oh, my goodness. Um, it is illegal in the District of Columbia and it's punishable by up to 180 days But I understand that on a cruise, the really the laws are murky. Look. Basically, if you do something on a cruise, and there are no rules, there are no rules. There are no rules on a cruise. That's why murders never get solved. The amount of insight joke that just went over everybody's head right now. 
Well, if anybody knows me, this is Michelle talking, FYI. Fast ass McGee. <laughs> Michelle, is there something that you would like to let us know that might pop up on the podcast a couple of weeks from now? <laughs> Bitch, do we need to get a lawyer so that we can uh, protect our mic? Because you know, it's the only thing we got. <laughs> I know, I know. And Ray's, and Ray's laptop with this sad ass whoever for Congress on the front. Oh my God, <laughs> y'all stop it. But... Um, no, so we went on, Ray and I went on a cruise, had a ton of fun, and I didn't have any clothes on at one point, standing Most on the Most of the time, you, you had had walked around naked all the time. Listen, Michelle's the, a very body positive person. I she am. was feeling herself, honey. Yeah. So, she said, come on, photographer. <laughs> yes, I was on the balcony. <laughs> she likes my new iPhone, the way it takes pictures. Yes, and I thought it was really cool that I could talk to the people below us on the balcony, and they didn't even know I was naked. Wait, did I you, know I did you have a titty hanging over the rail no, while you were no, talking to No, 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 they couldn't, they couldn't see me. Oh, all they could see was, like, literally my neck and up, because it's all... You know, all I'm picturing is that you were talking to the people at the balcony with one of your titties <laughs> hanging off of the damn rail. <laughs> That's all I... <laughs> Blessing everybody on the goddamn big. Cruise. I don't know if they're that big, but anyway, yeah. Ray, Ray was like, ah, I took pictures of you, and then she did trivia the next day, and then she comes. It wasn't trivia. It was a like a or, scavenger, oh, a scavenger hunt type game where you had to show a naked picture that was they, on your phone, a dirty picture. And I was like, oh, they I got said, one. They said dirty. They dirty didn't even picture. say naked. Well, dirty pictures. You could have pulled she out the picture of mugs. <laughs> Anyway, I really don't care. She, re- she really wanted to win. I yeah. wanted to so win. If, if, hey, I, girl, I got you. I wanted you to win, too. <laughs> so she just happened to have some dirt near her. Right. Some dirty pictures. And she was like, I don't have to look Smut. very far. She was like, oh, this is my roommate. <laughs> here you go. Not even here. <laughs> yeah. And then she comes back. And yes. her and um, our friends are like, oh, yeah. And Ray's like, yeah, I showed that naked picture of you. Which is yeah. starkly different from leaking pictures of yes, someone without their yes, consent. It bringing it back. Totally, totally, back. totally. Absolutely. When, and then, and I, I do feel for Katie because, I mean, we all have, and maybe you haven't, Ray, but I think we've all had pictures on our phone. Like, I talk about all the time that if we had had phones, Ray, when you and I were in our 20s, good Lord, we wouldn't even have jobs right now. Right? Mm -hmm. Because the world back then wouldn't have accepted it. It's a little bit more accepting now, which is why I think it's horrible that this is happening uh, to Katie Hill because everybody has pictures like this on their phone. They do. And what's the big fucking deal? So there's, yeah, there's a couple things happening. I just hate Personally, well, I don't think she should have had a relationship with her staffer. I just think that there's a power dynamic there. Um, it's not against the rules, you know? And if there's no See, rules I, against I, I it. To, to, mm, the whole power dynamic thing, I think, not to be the double standard person, but I think the whole power dynamic is very different when that person is a male. I know I sound crazy, but these this person was a, a woman, right? She's having... Right. Her campaign so staffer, two, two women. Not that I'm saying that there aren't, mm. there's no like abuse of power or anything like that. But historically, in these positions, men have like abused these positions of power in the worst way. I'm not saying that it, it doesn't happen, happen, but right. I'm saying to leverage this with that. It's not the same. But the to staffer me. isn't saying that either. Right? She has accused. She has said that there there was abuse in the relationship. Now, oh, she did. The staffer but, did yes. to Katie. Okay, well she then didn't I take say, it back. She didn't say where it's coming from. 
So it could have been coming from the husband. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, like, because I don't it's a know. thruple. It's a right. thruple. It's a thruple. So oh, I well, Katie said that the husband was abusive. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But <gasps> this is so uh, I know it is. But she is spot on to speak about the hypocrisy because it was a consensual relationship. Right. She wasn't cheating on her husband. Yeah. Husband was involved in this relationship. Yeah. I it was think... three consenting parties. I think somebody got salty because the girls probably got a little closer. And maybe... And have you seen him? Uh, he was yeah. totally punching out of his pay grade, okay? Uh, listen, I think... Punching the, above his weight class. Is that the phrase? Uh, punching above uh, his weight class. Yes, above his weight class. She preferred something over what he had. Or maybe you never know the type of emotional <clears throat> relationship that they got into. Maybe they just really got into that space where their relationship really went to the next level and somebody got all fucking salty saltier than the goddamn uh dead sea and shit and then they decided that they're gonna file for divorce and leak the whole fucking thing this is literally a case of a man scorned i think Mm -hmm. oh yeah Yeah. i i mean we are alleging that we think he released revenge porn we are pretty confident She's Similarly saying, to how you alleged that Donald Trump uh, made that call to Ukraine. Yeah. <laughs> or that he did a quid right. pro quo. Now, um, one other thing is Kamala Harris came to her defense. She was saying that, that Katie was a victim of Good cyber exploita- exploitation. Yeah. And that the pictures Red State released were clearly meant to embarrass her. And just to kind of wrap this up, uh, Katie's last day was was Thursday, and she said, as my final act, I voted to move forward with the impeachment of Donald Trump on behalf of the women of the United States of America. Stop it, I'm gonna cry. I know. It's really rough, because she was a, like I said, she was a rising star. She flipped a previously red district. Nancy Pelosi really admired her. It just, yeah, That's really making me emotional, because I really wish she would, but I know she had to do what was best for her. Yeah. She ain't bad on the eyes. <laughs> she's, yeah, she's, she's okay. Go. I think I've seen a couple of pictures. Oh, yeah, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. She's pretty. It's a better picture than I've been seeing of her. She's heavily makeup in most of the ones I've seen She's of her. gorgeous. Well, I'm sure they're showing, like, the worst pictures of her because they want to show her, like, devastated. Well, and... not just that. It's that she's in, like, super, <clears throat> like, I'm about to be in front of the camera. And so, I Oh, she's oh, got camera on. makeup on. Yeah, it's just very thick. Uh, what a friend yeah. But she is a beautiful girl. You want to see the husband? No, the staffer. Oh, the staffer. I know her name is Morgan. It's, Maybe it just this came is out. Her. Have you seen the husband? Oh, is husband that the looks three like. Of yeah, her mm-hmm. husband looks like a thumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, he's, he's not cute. No. All right, it's time for us to take a quick break. We'll be back. Good, because I've had to pee since like two o'clock. Oh my gosh, that's staying in. just gonna like roll it in with my voice my sexual sexy lustrous oh my like, god just start talking voice. bitch her bedroom voice <laughs> thank god for my thyroid surgery i've I never know. had this voice <laughs> before we get into our next topic i want to do a shout out to kate at smith college hi kate hi kate so she is going to college with my niece at Smith College, which is located in Northampton, Massachusetts. We, my sister and my daughter went there last weekend and met um, all of 
Margaret's friends, and they're all fantastic. They're wonderful. Kate, you need to get all of them listening as well. Um, Izzy, Flo, Angie. Uh, I'm going to miss some people right now. should have written them down before I did the shout out. But anyway, Kate, thank you. I love thank it. you. Yes. So she was cleaning her dorm room listening to us. So, um, it's like, ooh, 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 ooh. It's perfect know, cleaning music. So awesome. <laughs> um, so our next, before we get into the subject subjects, right, Mishy, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. why don't you give our Texas listeners a little update on, we need to, if you haven't voted, there was early voting, mm-hmm. now we have to go voting, but what are we voting for? And what are the dates for regular voting? Yes, ma'am. So (laughs) we currently have an election going on for the constitutional amendments that basically we're amending our Texas Constitution and they're bringing it forth for us to vote for. There are 10 amendments to vote on and I'll just kind of do a run through of them just so that I will give you what it's about and I will tell you yay or nay. So basically of all the 10 of them, there are two that if you're... A decent human being, not even liberal leaning, a decent human being who cares about the state of Texas, you're going to vote for eight of them and not two of them. Okay. So, prop number one, which is a yay, allows municipal judges to hold multiple offices, which is great when people who have that tenure in office, who have been elected to be able to run multiple offices, great. We'll go for that. That's fine. Prop two, which is also a yay allows the water development board to sell bonds that's cool all for that prop three which is also a yay is a temporary property tax exemption in disaster areas that's only fair right you lord know? knows we need that yeah lord Hurricane knows Harvey, we need that uh, yeah absolutely floods, yes especially um prop four is a solid hell no and hell to the now and prop four is is particularly special because the republicans were able to basically do a voodoo word salad on this to make it seem um like something that it's not so essentially the way that they worded it on the ballot is that they're gonna ban uh and the state income tax but what people don't already know, you're going to go in there and go, oh, hell yeah, I don't want to state income tax. But what it truly is, is it's already prohibited. We already have that. We've already voted on that and said that we don't want a state tax. And we want to have the ability to still make those decisions when it comes to that. And what essentially this does, it takes away our right to vote to decide on the issue. And you guys know I'm all about voters deciding what we want and what we want to do. We don't want a state income tax right now, maybe next 10 years, maybe 20 years. I don't know. But we want the ability to always decide. We want that power to rest with us. And what this truly does is that it takes this away because there are a couple of people who are elected who are trying to do some shady business deals. And this would be of benefit to them to get the voters to not decide on a state income tax. Should they ever want one? Or And state income tax looks different for many different states. So you mm-hmm. never know. Ten years from now, we might decide, hey, you know what, we want a state income tax specifically to fund more education or whatever. And it's like, yeah, right, or whatever. And we make that decision and we have that right right now. But they're trying to take that away and putting it under the guise of saying, well, this bans it forever. It's not true. It's Republicans and it's a hidden agenda. Vote no and keep your right to vote on this forever. Okay. Um, Prop 5 is a yay. It allocates sales tax on sporting goods to state parks. Love state parks. 
Prop 6 is a yay, and it increases money for cancer prevention and research. Who could say no to that? Right. Prop 7 is a yay. It increases distributions to the available school fund. Yay. We love that. Prop 8 is also a yay. It allocates money uh, for state flood planning. God knows. Oh, my God. We God need, knows. Yeah. Jesus. Yes. Um, and Prop 9 is also a hell no. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is is a property tax exemption for precious metal dispositories. Uh, blah, 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 dispositories. Jesus Lord. Hello, wine. Um, so this Depository. is yes. So it is property tax exemption. Listen to this: property tax exemption for precious metal depositories. Why do we need an exemption? You're making a bunch of fucking money. So who's that bill gonna go to? Hmm. Yeah. The rich. People with gold bullion cubes being exempt from paying taxes. Mm-hmm. So who do you think is gonna end up with that bill? I oh, don't have any precious along with metals. Him, uh, right. Along with him enacting a state income tax that we don't have a now right to do. Now you see where we're and going. And then they have somebody. Uh, now you see what's happening well, here. Well, they're just trying to take our rights uh-huh. of, of what we get taxed on and uh-huh. what we don't get taxed on. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. And then we have to pay taxes, but other people don't. And your right to ever decide should you change your mind. Right. Because Without another constitutional. Right. And what people yeah. don't know is that with constitutional amendments, once we voted yes on them, in order for them to ever even be brought up in a conversation, there has to be a two-thirds majority. Do you really have you ever seen anybody in the state ledge agree on anything two-thirds majority? Well, especially now that we're starting to have less and less. It would be different, I don't know, five years ago when mm-hmm. we had like 90% uh, Republicans. We could get a two-thirds majority on something. Mm-hmm. But at this point, Democrats are taking more and more. We're nowhere near either party is going to have a two-thirds majority. Right. And they know and they, that. That's, and this is a two-thirds majority for all state legislators. They're scared of everybody. Right. 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 So they're trying to get, they're trying to gain as much power as they can before they lose any more seats. And this right. is the best way to solidify it because once it's in the Constitution, it's hell to get rid mm-hmm. of. And Prop 10 is also a yay. It allows retired police dogs to live with a handler. Well, yes. That Something feels like it sucks that they behind. should. Yes, because up until now they're treated as property. Right. As oh opposed God. to animals. Right. Yeah. So, they want to, after they've done the service to their state, to their country, yes. you want them to retire with someone who will love them. Right. Instead of getting auctioned them. off. Right. Yeah, which so, is cruel. And the consensus of it. they end up in shelters. A freaking dog that went to war. Right. right? Yes. Or a police there was dog. a movie about that. Yeah. So the consensus is vote on November 4th. Early voting is over. So go on Monday. This Tuesday. episode. Uh, is, fourth is Monday, babe. Today's the first. Yeah. yeah. Tomorrow's the second. Sunday's the third. Monday's the fourth. Oh, is it the fifth? I'm sorry. It's got to yes. be Tuesday. Elections are it's, always on I'm Tuesday. I'm sorry. It's the fifth. You're right, right. Oh, okay. I'm thinking fourth. I don't know why. Sorry. It is the fifth. So it's Tuesday. So you've got enough time to listen to this podcast and hear me tell you to get up off your dusty ass and find Make time. Make a plan. 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. On Tuesday, on November Tuesday. 5th. And you, as long as you're in line by 7 p.m., you have the constitutional right to vote. Do not let anyone tell you that voting closes at 7. No, it does not close at 7. As long as you're in line, you can go and vote. So again, yes, this is Tuesday. And do the needful. Tell the other people in line with you if y'all all happen to be in line at 7. Sincerely doubt it. It's a very, you generally we have low turnout during this type of election, but... 
Yes, needs to I've be already said. seen. I've already seen some people um, camped out at polling locations. So I think that the awareness has built up. A lot of that has to do with Beto. Again, we'll talk about him in a second. But of so if something happens to you in that polling location where you're told no and you don't think yes. that something was done right. See if you can find somebody to talk to outside. That's just right. Don't and, ever take no for an answer. And so, um, try to fight it as it is. It is your legal right. Yes. And on Tuesday, I'm going to try to be out there to poll police as much as I can. I've done this in the past and I've actually had to fight people and call lawyers on them when they told people in the primary between Hillary and, and Bernie, uh, that they were only accepting people to vote exactly up until seven and i had to tell her i will call the fucking election police on you yeah if you continue to perpetuate this because they want to go home they're tired polls are open from 7 and 8 a.m until 7 p.m and you've got someone like bitch you showed up here at 6 59 nope if you signed up for the job this is people's legal right right to vote do not turn them away so know your rights if you are there by even if you're there at Freaking seven o'clock and fifty nine seconds. Right, you are legally allowed to right. exercise your constitutional right. Right, right. So again, like I said, polls open from seven a.m. until seven p.m. on Tuesday. You're allowed to leave your job to go and vote. This is an excusable excuse to say, "Hey, I need to." It's up to your job how they want you to do it. So you might have to leave and come back. You can't say, "I'm gonna go vote." It doesn't take twelve hours. It doesn't take twelve hours. You don't get to uh, show up there and take advantage of the system. (laughs) But yes, you can say, "Hey, I would like to go. I would like to take an hour to go vote." Yes, this is something that is legally it's supposed to happen. Yes. So yeah, guys, all of our Texas peeps. Yes. Vote, vote, vote. All right. Thank you, Meshi. I have it on my calendar yes. for Tuesday. I will hold all you hoes accountable. I know you will. She'll be texting us mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Because y'all know y'all Tuesday vote on my behalf. Ray and I always split a vote. And like every, every single time she's voted, we stand outside oh, and we talk about what we're voting for and what we're not voting for. And she goes and she votes for both We're going to get there, girl. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. We're going to throw a fucking party when you get Woo! to like, get, yes. when you when you get your citizenship oh and then the first time you get to vote. Oh, yes. my God. And all the DBAP pod down delegates will get to come. It'll be oh so my fun. Gosh. Yeah, that part I'm going to have, like, a Louisiana funeral parade type shit. We're going to get Grambling University band. We're going to get Grambling. Oh, wow. Yes, honey. Roll out the red carpet. They might be retired people that used to play in Grambling. They used to play 20 years ago. They live in Dallas now, but I'm Walk up to the pole booth like Beyonce at Coachella. No, I want I want like coming to America style. I want a red carpet. I want rose. I want bitches to throw flowers as I walk up there. Give me what I'm worth, goddammit. Okay, yes, honey. I love it. (laughs) All right, so Mishy. Yes. I heard you attended our lovely Beto's rally. I did, you guys. So give us a Beto update. Maybe start with the rally? I will start with the rally. And I will, because you guys were on the cruise living your best lives and getting a much needed vacation in. I couldn't go, so I stayed here and I held us down politically. So, (laughs) I love it. I was doing God's work. Yeah, I got off of work and I was actually able to go to this rally and I took... 
my bosses with me, which was super fun. Oh my we gosh, went together. Uh, so I got to go with Leo and Karen and Jennifer. You guys don't know Jennifer yet, but um, shout out to you guys. We had a really good time just to be able to talk to people who are politically mind like alike and at a rally. The energy was really good. Uh, Fellas, you know that I work with people like that. So we got. We drove, we carpooled. Um, I believe Karen paid for us to park in the VIP section. Uh-oh, so, you know, we had, it was VIP, honey. Yay. Um, and we got in, um, and it was just great to see so many familiar faces. Everyone was there. Our Texas 24 candidates were there. Uh, Jan McDowell, Candace Valenzuela, John Began, uh, Richard Fleming. They were all Kim up there. Wilson. I didn't see Kim on stage, okay. which was really weird. Um, Jenna I, was there, though, right? Jenna who, Roll? I don't know if she was there. I didn't see her, but... She could make it or not. They they brought the Texas 24 candidates on stage because it was home turf, Grand Prairie. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. yeah. That district okay. goes all the way to Grand Prairie. Oh, baby, yes, it does. Jesus, all the way to Hearst, all the way Talk to Talk about Ulis. some gerrymandering. Yes. Gerrymandering. So it's like Irving, Carrollton, Farmers Branch, Hearst, Ulysses, Bedford, um, Irving... I thought that was the dog. I thought barking. it was the dog. I was like, Katie's got a cold. No, that's my brother-in-law uh, sneezing. So, Sorry, guys. Yes, it, <laughs> <laughs> the mic might have picked that up. It yeah. encompasses like um, parts of North Dallas, Irving, Bedford, Eulist, Hearst, Carrollton. Carrollton. Uh, yeah, so it just it's, it goes all over the place. It's Irving. Ridiculous. Um, and so they brought on the Texas 24 candidates to get on stage. I did not see Kim, but I heard from one of the staffers that she had been there greeting people in line. And this ended up being a completely sold out event. Like we were at capacity. Of course. All of Beto's rallies are, yeah. I mean, it was Fire amazing. marshals come in, make sure, yeah. <laughs> and this was done, for those that don't, don't know, in direct contrast, because we had... Donald Trump here in downtown Dallas the same day. So this rally was titled, you know, Rally Against Fear, which was great. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. he's so good just off the cuff in front of his in front oh of his constituents, his peeps, like the energy he's good in a room. He is God, he can just he's so charismatic. Beautiful person. And <sighs> yeah. I mean I partic- and I posted a little bit about this on Facebook, but I know all of the drunk delegate- delegates don't follow me on Facebook. But what it was, it's like it was a- it was named it was aptly named. It was a rally against fear, right? So it's like it was a giant party. So basically, what they ended up doing is that they had all of these bands. There was like a Hispanic band that like played like some traditional music. They were really good, but then the whole thing just like up and turned black, and I'm in Houston black. Because we had Lil Kiki perform. You guys don't know who Lil Kiki is. He's like, I saw his CD at a store oh, leaving Galveston. He is a huge Texas like hip hop star, just in Texas, but like in the world. He influenced mm-hmm. the whole like um, like the UGK sound, and it's just like a big deal. Hip hop royalty. Mm-hmm. What do we call a screwing chop? He's part of that whole okay. thing, so it's okay. like a big deal. And I, when I tell you I was up in there twerking for democracy. Before, but I, wasn't tr- I didn't know the genre. I just thought yeah. it was hip hop. Yeah, so it's Because I'm old. Because you're old. It's fine. <laughs> it's all hip hop to me. I'm old. So he was out there. I was out there twerking for democracy with Leo. All of it was just <laughs> fucking amazing. And what happened in the end is that he had, a like, all of the Senate candidates come out, which, like, he, he came out last to speak, but he gave his platform to everybody. So... Every Senate candidate will except for Sama, and I was talking to 
Leo about this. I was like, well, maybe there's a reason why Sema is not here. Because if you guys remember, Sema ran they against Beto ran. in the primary. So I don't know if it was like that or whatever reason. But she wasn't there. She's the only one who was not there. Um, but they came and they, they, they all gave speeches. And they were able to, like, use this platform where there was thousands of people. So he shared his platform. He is about lifting others up. Absolutely. And I love that about him. And he, he's, he is no stranger to sharing his space with those that are like-minded. and um, Or even those that may, may not agree with him on everything, but right. they respect each other. Absolutely. He has such a mutual respect for Everybody. Mm-hmm. I mean, Such a good it just candidate. makes you kind of want to be a better person. And I, man, talk about I sharing the spotlight. Yeah, I can't. I can't be as good as him. As, as stuff. him. No. And he also gave a lot of uh, speaking time and platform to lo- local activists, some of whom you guys even know. There were people up there talking. There was one of our local Carrollton immigration activists, Julio Acosta. Um, he was there and he got to speak. It was like a presidential shout out to you, Julio, talking about immigration reform. It was super cool. So these are all people who were running our circle who were mm-hmm. on that stage. Shout out to John Began. He was on the stage. I saw oh, them. Candace, all of them. They were yes. up there. Yes. And, and Candace was up there. It was really good to see. I think Candace even had both her boys up there. Um, the one strapped to the chest. Of course she did. She one, one, like, it was, I know. Super it was, mom. It was so amazing. Um, to have them out there, to see see them out there. And then Beto came at the end, and I was laughing on our way back because I was like, this felt a lot like a fucking cookout where Beto was, like, grilling the burgers and shit. Oh, like, he gosh. was the one, and that was, like, a backyard barbecue. And he's like, how do you want it? Medium rare, medium well, rare. Because I'm telling you. <laughs> he's, like, he's, like, taking orders. It was a very comfortable Cheese, space. no cheese. You want your bun, your bun toasted? And I, when I, he came out, and I'm talking about the whole stage in the back was nothing but black people. I can spot a white person if I tried. It was nothing but black people around him. I say, honey, this might as well be a kickback. Um, oh and, <laughs> I was telling Leo and, and Karen and Jenna, I was like, well, they found all the black people to be on that stage. They should call me. I want to be up there. Um, but it was really great that he well, got up there. Well, this is a man who was serving Thanksgiving dinner um, on the streets of El Paso right. to uh, people, refugees trying to escape. But here's also and, the and, thing. And get asylum. Because a lot of people were like, really that's shocked. That's what he does. They were shocked that like Lil mm-hmm. Kiki would perform at a Beto rally. And it was like, uh, duh, Beyonce endorsed Beto. This is Houston royalty. I'm sure he got the hookup to be here. A lot of people don't know how down Beto is. Like I was telling someone the other day, I was like, you don't realize. was a punk rock band when he was a teenager. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> he was also like, he had part of like the Greek organizations of the Divine Nine yeah. endorse him. Like the Alphas did a whole fucking barbecue at the State Fair Classic right. last year in his name. The Deltas have done something. Like he's well loved in like black organizations. Like he has done the work for Texas. My thing to Beto is other white male candidates. Mm-hmm. Look at what Beto did. Right? Oh, where did yes. he go? Because he they didn't just re- come to him. No, and start he doing went that to shit. them. He's, he went to churches. He went to their organizations, uh, organizations right? And he called them or his campaign manager called whatever and said, I want to come and speak to you about what your needs are. And then here's right? the thing. It's not that he wanted to come. And then he come. went back. And, and then he went back. And then he went back. He and, didn't go there one time, ask for their vote, and then never show up again. And here's the difference. He didn't go up there asking them to talk to them. He went up there asking for them to talk to him. Exactly. And that was the difference. Tell he me what always, your needs are. Right. He would always have these round tables. So it's like... 
as far as Texas goes, like he, the rap is here. People know him. Like he has done the work. He is well loved. So it was amazing when he got on that stage. It was like a 360 stage kind of like, yeah. you know, you could kind of see him standing mm-hmm. in the middle of this crowd talking to people, talking about his vision and the kind of country that he wants, basically directly opposing every viewpoint that we know Donald Trump to have. But it was a fabulous, very energetic atmosphere. And it was like a bunch of Democrats just like enjoying a safe space. It was a really good rally. I had a really good time. And those pictures that came out of there were awesome because this is the first time you saw him in his element. Because I was like, honey, he looked moisturized. He looked like he had drunk some water. He looked like he rubbed a little coconut oil on there before he, like, he just looked radiant. He didn't look like pace. He didn't look, he looked healthy as fuck. Yeah. He looked like his chakras were aligned. He just looked all sorts of glorious, better than we know him to be. And for a second... If you would have told me this was 2018 and we were on a Senate run, honey, I would have told you yes. Speaking of. So wait, before you start contrast of what this presidential run has been. And I, now that we've got the news. Yeah. The breaking news today of Beto. Beep, 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 it's it's good and bad. It is. It is. I love the fact that he recognizes. I love the fact that he recognizes. That his numbers aren't there. He's not pulling in the money. He he. No, he has the money. Well, he's not, not been pulling in number, money. No, so, well, not like the top three have. Is what right? I'm but he For Texas, he yes. he's one of the candidates who has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Just not. And one of the things that if he was polling and even had less money than he has now, he would be fine because he has enough money to carry this thing through. Okay. All the way until the primaries, even after he had a, he's still got a yeah. lot of money. Millions of dollars. Uh, but those polls are just less than 1%. That's just... Yeah. yeah. And when you factor in the margin of error, that's even less. Yeah. It know? doesn't surprise me, though. He entered it too late. Like, we've all talked about this, where he, I think he entered it too late, blah, blah, blah. He said he wasn't going to run. Then he ran. So people well, were kind of like... And people had already either started volunteering or working for campaigns or already started donating. And then you're, so you're asking people to then split their loyalty two times, three times, four times, five times. And it gets harder and harder. And the overlap that there's a lot of people that were Bernie supporters that liked Beto in the Senate that now they're like, okay, both of them are running for president and I have to choose. Exactly. So there's a yeah, lot. Yeah. He also drew a lot of the same people that drew um, that were attracted. Sorry, he drew a lot of the same people that were attracted to Mayor Pete. Yeah. So there's that. A lot of people that are attracted to Elizabeth Splitting Warren. Their loyalty. You know, it's, it's hard. really hard when we've got a lot of good candidates running. And also, it's just that that Senate energy just hasn't translated on to a the national scale. Yeah. It's harder. Even though there were people from harder. all over the country donating to his campaign to win Texas, right? they're not going to donate to his campaign to win as president, president. or vote for him or right. Right, when you're doing the polling when it, and stuff. When it boils down to it and you're looking at it from the Ted Cruz standpoint that you're running against Ted Cruz and we're like, God, we got to get that fucker out the of there. world hated Tuck yes. Cruz. Right. Not just Texas, not just the Every, United States. Right. And everyone right. knew that better would be so much better because it's like with right. all of these senators, they're elected at the state level, but what they do affects us because they go and they vote in Congress, right? Right. Uh, real quick, I don't know if we even actually mentioned what happened. 
Beto dropped out of the race. We oh. did. Did we actually say yeah, it? We did. I don't know if we ever said it. We, I don't think we said those official <laughs> words. Um, In case you were confused, Beto dropped yeah, out. We were yes. about Beto an hour was, before we started recording. He got Michelle hyped up, and then he was like, wah, wah. Yes, and I, he wrote the most amazing medium post. Um, he did. We'll he did. Post, we'll get a chance to post it if we haven't. Yeah, yeah we'll have to For you it. guys to read it. It was amazing. And oh, I did. I, I did a link, because it was on his Facebook post as oh, well. Okay. Oh, great. Yeah, I did Good a link job. earlier today before the pod. Beautiful. Because I, I read it, and I was like, we have to post this. I mean, this if was... Texas were going to decide the presidential primaries, we would have been up in that thing, because they love him. So, Michi. Michi. Put on your, well, you always have your political hat on during the pod. <laughs> campaign but manager hat. You campaign manager hat, your um, My crystal, ball, crystal ball vision. Mm. So what do you think Beto is going to do right now? So I will tell you this. And what, yeah. Judging by the time that he's dropping out. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't dire for Beto to drop out right the fuck now. Right. He right. has enough money to run this race. The only thing that's killing him is polls. And everybody knows this time around, in 2006, Barack Obama wouldn't look so good. No. Um, so, is it 2000, 2006, 2007, 2006? He wasn't looking very Neither good. Neither did Bill Clinton. Right. Until, yeah. So, with that so. kind of money in the bank, he had enough time to stick around. But I will tell you something, though. <laughs> the filing <laughs> deadline to run for mm-hmm. Texas Senate mm-hmm. against, against John, John Cornyn. Mm-hmm. Happens to be December 11th. Uh, and today is November 1st. So he's taking a month off before he decides to run for Senate. I don't know. <laughs> so here's the thing. Are we making a, are we making a prediction? We're making a prediction. On November 1st of uh, DBAT uh, episode 29? Yes. Simply because it was not pressing for him to drop out. You just think that that's a little... Even if he'd missed this November debate, People have missed debates and then come back up and then pop right on right, back up. Right. And we're in the midst of the Iowa stuff. Right. And there's still New Hampshire. There's other things. But I'm yeah. just saying, you could have gotten through Iowa and saw where you sat. Right. And But he, it was very abrupt. Because I just went to this rally two weeks ago and this motherfucker was still running for president. Mm-hmm. Very much right. in it. Right. And so, my tinfoil hat is telling me Beto is abandoning president Taking a little bit of that extra coinage and the support that he saw that he had in Texas when he sold out the entire venue without even trying a week before, that he might do what we have been telling him he could do all along. And that is beat John Cornyn. That is beat John Cornyn. And at this point in time, he's the most... Do you think that somebody or some people within... The political circles. And Texas have been reaching out to him and talking to him. So, I I don't know, but I can see that. Because, I mean, you've seen this pressure even at a local level for like people who supported DNC, him. Even the Texas DNC. <clears throat> you've going, seen, Dude, you got, like, he, right. we love these women that are running, but they're not getting anywhere. You have even seen this from regular they're voters. Not. They're not. No, MJ seemed to be one of the people who had the biggest, like, big name when she started running. And I know. She should have ran for Congress again. Should have. That's what Michi was saying last mm-hmm. when she announced is yep. that you Michi's, don't leave that you don't you don't leave that momentum and jump and run for the next. That's Michi's biggest thing is if you closed a gap, and I know you have it with one of our dear friends. As <laughs> I well, do. I we do. argue with them all the time about it. Yes. If you closed a gap, you go back and run for that again. 
because, because you will you, you put, eventually you move the needle. You push absolutely. You, you inspired some people. You did something right, and Beto fucking closed that gap like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Three points. It was this less than three points. It was like right. two point four or something like and, that. Yeah. Like it was crazy close. We have seen this happen with our own friend Retta, who ran for the seat twice. Yes, shout out Retta and and became the freshman Andrews Bowers. Okay, um, that's what I'm like. It didn't sound right, Retta Bowers. Thank um, you. <laughs> Damn Facebook with the middle with, with the, the maiden names. names. <laughs> HD one thirteen mm-hmm. ran for that against uh, Cindy Burkett, who was a Republican incumbent. People were like, "Bitch, no!" Nah. Like, what right. are you? And she's like, "No, I'm gonna fucking run for this seat. I'm gonna run for it. I'm gonna win." And became an incoming freshman black Democrat for like the first time in probably a decade or more. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you stick to it, eventually you will turn the tide. Um, and so I think that's what he's doing, Michelle. I think he's, I don't know, you know, you guys will probably write us and tell us no. Now, there are some people who are saying, better say he's not going to run for Senate. He already told us that. But guys, he already told oh us God. he wasn't running for president. But then he Over evolved. and over and over and over, all during the holidays. Yes. All during the holidays. I heard it all through Thanksgiving, through, thank- through Christmas, through New Year's, everything. I saw videos I of him and Amy sitting on a couch in El Paso on the Juarez border talking to um, you know people about the refugee, the uh, asylums, seekers. asylum seekers and all that kind of stuff. And people would ask him over and over, well, aren't you going to run for president? He's like, no, or that's yes. not my concern right now, blah, blah, blah. He said no over and over again. And then what the fuck did he do three months later? Said he was going to run for president. And honestly, it makes sense. They do it sense. all the time. I mean, especially in, I mean, this isn't even just a matter of like the presidential thing isn't working out for you or you should have just stayed there. Is that I, part of me wonders if what happened in El Paso reminded him that his passion is here. Right. Ooh. And- so maybe that's why he had the video of him saying, oh my God. So right before he announced that he wasn't going to, uh, that he was dropping out. He was out. on live on Twitter? No, I, I saw a Facebook live thing of him talking about my parents were born in El Paso and raised here and this dun, is dun, my dun. home. Blah, blah. Oh my God. It's all coming together now. Beto That's campaign exactly headquarters what... are in El Paso. <sighs> so he was talking it up about how this is my home and da 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 da. Uh, and if I were managing this campaign... You could tell the voters, I don't have to drop out of that race. I have plenty of time to run that race and see things change. But I gave it all up to come home and fight for where my heart is and realize that this seat is way too crucial to leave it up to chance when I know that I can win it. Because you deserve to take this seat. Right. And I'm not going to go run for president, even though I still could be in the running. I have enough money. To take this thing as far as all the way to the end of the primaries and campaign for a cabinet position. John Cornyn has been in office since 2002. And you deserve to have someone that you know is going to win. We got three points last time. This time we're going to win the whole goddamn thing. I just got goosebumps. That would be my argument. That would be my argument. Because it's like, I didn't have to drop out, but I did. His his email box is going to be, like, by tomorrow morning, it's going to be broken. Because I guarantee you people are emailing him right now. They were already posting it on his Facebook page. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you're going to run for Senate? So you're going to run for Senate? So you're going to run for Senate? And he when keeps he, hearing that over that, and over we again. We need John Cornyn mm-hmm. out. We need John Cornyn out. Please run. Please run. Please run. Yeah. And yep. Texas was people never... People don't care if he said he wasn't going to run. And 
Beto is the reason why people who are running for president started establishing headquarters in Texas. Because three points ain't no fucking joke. Right. Not in not okay. in a Made state. Not in a state that they said was a red state. Right. So right. yeah. Um, we can talk about Beto I all know. night long. I, know. <laughs> I love it. Just but because wanted... he didn't do well in the presidential race does not mean we don't have love for him. No. Lord knows y'all know we do. Yes, we do. do. Beto is the bay, y'all. Yes, right. he is. So I'm I'm excited for you day. too, Michelle. Um, so you were going to give us an update on Senate candidates as well, a whole? Well, yeah, since, you know, Beto might be running for right. Senate, uh, we were going to, I was just going to briefly give you a list of people that, you know, Beto might be running against yeah. uh, if he gets in this race. Right. And so basically I'll just give you guys a rundown for this, uh, seat. It'll be really quick. Uh, when John Cornyn was last up for re-election, it was 2014. Just to give y'all, mm-hmm. like, 2014 was a hard year to be a Democrat, y'all. I was working for Wendy Davis. We had just gotten the goddamn fucking voter ID law that killed us. It mm-hmm. killed us. It was enacted right before right voting before was supposed ran. to start. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was. we were just against so much stuff. So he won that race by, like, fucking 69% of the vote. It was fucking nuts. Um, but, I can't even tell you who ran against him. Oh, I, I, it was two people, and that race actually ended up going to a runoff because one of the guys was who was running, you remember, was... In the primary? Yeah, was someone who people were saying wanted to impeach Obama or something like that, if you remember. Oh, it was, it was, a, that, uh, yeah. it was a black woman that was a Democrat, but she was one of those, like, weird non-Democrat Democrats. So it like, was, they had a name for them. It's kind of like the... Yellow was, dog Democrats? No, no, they were like... Oh, okay, because that's white like, people. <laughs> Yeah, it was a very strange situation. I couldn't. And so you remember that went the to the Democratic a Party actually came out and said we would like look that up, Ray. We would like for her yet. to not be considered. Yes, okay. right, right. Okay. And so the the other guy, the millionaire who was like a dentist or something, ended up winning that particular race. Yes. But anyway, he won by sixty nine percent of the vote. Yeah. So yeah. whatever. Uh, so the Democratic primary for this particular race is definitely crowded. And one of the people, a couple of people who are running, we've got. Royce West, who is a sitting state senator from Dallas. You guys know Royce West. Yes. He has the support of the majority of the establishment due to his tenure in state ledge. He's a senator. He's done the work. He's been with Wendy Davis. You adore He's, him. I adore, I, the reason why I adore him is I actually organized this turf. And when I was organizing for Wendy, the district that was mine is the one that he lived in. So he was the first phone bank person I ever called. <laughs> when I picked up the phone to phone bank, I called Senator Royce West, who was on the other line, and made me recite policy on each and every single one of Wendy's positions. And I felt like I was going to fucking shit myself on that phone call. <laughs> and he promised me that he would come to a phone bank and let me host a phone bank at his house. So it's, he is really somebody that I highly respect and... I was telling him about that story when I ran into him at the forum, and he knew exactly what I was talking about. He said, I remember that like it was yesterday. Good dude, has done the work, one of our few black elected Senate people here in Texas. And then we have the veteran who ran a viral campaign, MJ Hager, combat veteran, caused a big fuss uh, in 2018, 
and she came very close to ousting the Republican congressman in her conservative district, which is 33, if I'm correct. Yeah, I, I believe 30, I'm correct. 30, yeah, and she got almost 48% of that wow. vote, y'all. Which is why my ass started itching <laughs> when she popped out talking about, oh, guess who running for Senate? And I'm like, sis, you almost won this seat. You need to... Hunker down, get yeah. you some data, and win this seat on the next side. Right. Whatever. So Miss, she, she did not like that, MJ. I did not like that, MJ. <laughs> Call me. And then we have Chris Bell, who you guys remember, was mm-hmm. a former congressman from Houston. Yes. Who served one term um, as a congressperson until his fucking district got redrawn, and he was never able to be elected ever again. He also ran... He was our gubernatorial candidate in 2006. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. Lost that as well. And we have Sema Hernandez, who ran against Beto in the 28 primary and caused a huge upset when she got 25% of the vote. And everybody was like, the what primaries. the fuck just happened here? Yeah. yeah. Right. Who the fuck is this? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then we, Ray, you might, this name might ring a bell for you because we ran into him a lot when we were campaigning for 26. Adrian Esegueda. Yes. He ran for governor. He's from Flower Mound. He's like the investment banker. Always talking about structural change and all the stuff. He's in this race. God, I don't know why. But he uh, reminded me a lot of the way <laughs> Andrew Yang is about how it's like very business oriented. Da, 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 da. Very so, smart. Very, very sharp. Smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Would, like, seems like a cabinet member or part of your council I would advisors. like to actually see him run more locally. Like, I would love to see him on Flower Mound Council. He yeah. seems like a great yeah. candidate yeah. if he still lives in Flower Mound. And then we have Christina since I, her name is really hard to pronounce. I'm sorry, Christina, if I messed this up because um, I heard you pronounce this a couple of times. It's since to uh, hold on uh. since Tutsin it's very, it's, here, let's, it's, carry the Y. No, babe, it's really hard. I, I wrote it down here. Hold on. Here it is. Huh? She calls herself Irish Mexican. Her oh, mom, her, so it's one of her parents is Irish. Ramirez. And one of her parents, she, yes, Ramirez is the last one, but there's that middle <laughs> one right there. <laughs> Missy knows how to fucking pronounce that. She's. Look, Shana, the last for name is Ramirez. <laughs> last name is Ramirez, but it's the middle one. Tatutin? I don't know. Sounds like Aztec. Christina, sorry I messed up your name. We can't pronounce it. So we'll say Christina Ramirez until we do it justice and pronounce it the right yes. way. Right. Because we can we learn and up. we will do it we the right way. We will do that, yes. That's the right thing to do. And Christina is, I've seen her speak. She's awesome. She's also part of Mom's Demand. And she's really fun to listen to because she loves describing herself as an Irish Mexican. Because one of her parents is Irish, one is Mexican. And she talks about that being part of like her cultural upbringing. It's super cool. And then we have Amanda Edwards, who is Black Girl Magic. Harvard Law graduate serving Houston City Council. I believe it's District 3, which Scarface is currently running for, the rapper. Along <laughs> Get with out of here. Yes, yeah, along no. with like 10 other people. Oh my God. So she's finishing that up, and that seat is currently up. And she, her constituency base is like 2.5 million people or something crazy like that because that's how big D3 is. So this is one of her talking points. So she's talking to people who are like, this is such a huge leap for someone to go from city council to go to Senate. And she's like, first of all, I have 
you know, represented this really group, big group of people that might as well be a congressional senate district in most places and has done fabulous work there. And also, a little trivia question. A lot of people don't think that there's ever been a candidate that has jumped from council to senate, but there is one who has done this. Bennett? No. Oh, crap. Oh, not, not in Texas. Just One of else. our presidential candidates. Oh. Uncle Joe. Oh. So Uncle Joe. Really? Yes. Uncle Joe went from the city council to the Senate. And this is one of her talking points as well. He was able to do it and he was, and her whole reasoning is that who better to represent people than someone who has come from the most local of governments to go all the way up there who can tell you directly what people want and directly what they're looking for, someone who's in close proximity to them and sees them every Tuesday of every month. And Houston, right? You said yes. Houston. Yes. Houston is like a melting pot of Texas. Yes. It is, I think I've it's heard it said, it's the most diverse In the city. United States. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I go there a lot for work, so that is true. Houston is super dope. She's super dope. She actually came out to our Halloween party to speak to the organization I'm vice president for, which is the Young Democrats of Dan County. So if anybody is out there, 41 and under, <laughs> give us a call, honey. We want y'all. And if you're over 41, we'll also take you, and because we call you guys young at heart. And they'll take your money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know you will. We'll take your coins, Bill. So that's, that was really, these are the candidates that if Beto was coming into this race, he would be running against these candidates. And now let me tell you why this is doable and why Beto, if he runs for this seat, will win. Let me tell you, okay, <laughs> you guys can't see these index fingers of hers. They are flying every fucking where. So, uh, Michelle, yes. your favorite Texas Football University, UT. Um, Did you say football? Oh, so you? sports ball? It's not, it's not, <gasps> I'm just kidding. It's not You're even fired. And it's I don't even care even about sports ball. She's fired. We'll be looking for a new co-host and someone who can edit this podcast. She's the only one who can edit. Yeah. She, always, she has a job forever. She's like, you can't fire me, bitches. So listen to this, yes, guys. I want y'all to put your thinking caps on. I know okay. y'all been drinking all that fucking wine and whiskey and shit, but I want you to really listen right. to this. Okay. So UT did a poll early September. September 19th is when this poll came out. And they sampled a large group of Texas voters to talk to them to kind of see where we're at right now. So when all of these people were asked, which of these Democratic U.S. Senate candidates have you heard of? 22% responded Royce West. 21% responded MJ Hager. 20% responded Chris Bell. 13% responded Sam Sam Hernandez. 12% responded Michael Cooper, which okay, I don't know how that happened. I uh, just heard somebody named Michael Cooper. Right. Maybe his family ran the survey. <laughs> 12% also responded for Christina Ramirez. And 10% responded for Amanda Edwards. But this is where it gets uh -oh. super uh -huh. juicy. When asked, who would get your vote? Let's guess. Go. Who would get your vote? In a Democratic, <laughs> who would get your vote in a Democratic U.S. Senate primary if voting were today? 11%, which is the top, said they would vote MJ Hager at 11%. 
Number two, Royce West at 5%. Listen to these numbers. Sema at number three, 3%. Christina, number four, 3%. Chris Bell, number five, four, <laughs> 2%. Michael Cooper, number five, 2%. Amanda Edwards, number six, 2%. Someone else, 3%. I haven't thought about it enough to have an opinion. 53%. Don't know. 13%. Now, that I haven't thought about it enough is 53%. If Beto entered this race, who do you think would win this race? Beto. He's getting at least 26 of that 53%. It was a three-point race for him. And so this primary would essentially be over. I don't even see this whole thing even trying to go... To like a runoff. I mean, maybe I don't know, but I think he can secure fifty three percent of the vote of this primary. Yeah, I don't yeah. see him end up going to. Or a even if it did go up to a runoff, he'll still, win the runoff. He'll this, still win the runoff. This is this is where I. There's enough people in it where I could see it going to a runoff. That's the problem with a large field. So enough people who compete with Beto on that level. Enough people that chip away at fifty percent. This is where I I always wonder too. Fifty one percent. Yeah. Why sorry. why these? I guess I had these meetings in my head and wish that people would have these like. And I'm not saying Beto should have this meeting because that's kind of cocky and he's not cocky. Right. Um, not in that way. Right. right? Um, that if he said he was going to run, and all of those people know that he could beat John Cornyn, why don't is they this the right aside? thing to do? Step down. Get behind him. Let's fucking get that asshole out. I, you're not wrong, Michelle. Ideally, yes. This is this is very. We want everybody to fall in line so we can win this. Season. Not everybody can be the quarterback. But but you got to listen to this. Some people, especially in the, our armchair pundits at home on Facebook, and all the people who are in this circle in our echo chamber and all mm-hmm. of that, are gonna say, "This is kind of unfair. Who the fuck do you think you are?" I'm Beto, and I can be John Cornyn. That's who the fuck I am. And you're right about that. But some people are going to think that it's very unfair for you to say that you're going to run for Senate. I mean, to run for president and say, I'm not running. Because you remember how he said, I'm not fucking running for Senate. He didn't say it like that, but that's exactly what it was. Just right. let's play devil's advocate here. Yeah. Not that he needs an advocate. He basically was like, no, bitch, that's beneath me. I was born to win this. I was he, born to I be know. in this. He never said it's beneath me or anything like no, that. Some I people know. took it like that. Some people that, took it like that. Right. I'm just translating. Yeah. I love Beto. But for as many people that have strong feelings that you said, you the acted like this was. All of these people. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. For as many people that. Let me finish. Oh, shit. I'm going to bitch slap you so hard. For as many people as that feel strongly that he was all indignant, like, I'm too good for this. I'm not going to run for Senate. I was born to be in this. I was born to be in this. For as many people that feel strongly about that, that for him to come back and run is shitty and wouldn't vote for him. You're right. There are just as many people that have been championing him from the get-go I think there to more. drop out. Yeah. I think there are more. Okay, but more. okay, maybe there's more. Significantly right. more. But I'm just saying, even if there are, you know, I don't know, 100,000 people that feel this way, there's 100,000 people that feel this way, there's a bunch of other people don't haven't had a thought about it. 
I think that the people... That's all I'm saying. You is, yeah. are absolutely correct because the people who wanted him to win that Senate race against Ted Cruz are going to fall right back in line and this time they're going to close that fucking three-point margin because Cornyn is just as hated. Yep. And he will win this shit. And Ooh. you're right. The regular voters who loved him and inspired He's by him... He's just a quiet devil. He, he will... They will... Because they've been begging him to do this, yes. right? They wanted him to... I don't think it'll change a thing And for I him. think Texas candidates will be like, hell yes, Beta, run for Senate. Right. <laughs> like, look right. how many... Look how he drove the and, the, uh, the vote. And mm-hmm. honestly... And the young vote. Mm-hmm. I personally don't think that he needs the Texas Democratic establishment to help him He doesn't need do the this. establishment because he, he fucked the establishment but, and cleaned but up. But I feel like the establishment will get behind him because oh, they yeah. want this thing so fucking bad oh, yeah. that Royce... MJ, we're going to have to find y'all a spot. But Sorry, name y'all. this one. And I, Royce is such a Their standard. Their donations but... will go down the toilet. <laughs> um, Ladies, now let's get information. <laughs> you got all the lyrics. I do. I do. Lyrics. So it's very interesting to see, seeing as that we are a month and Ooh. a couple of days away from the filing deadline for all of these offices, including Senate, to see if Beto is going to pop up with a surprise on December 12th. So Ooh, stay in tune, y'all. Love stay, it, love it, love it, love it. Right. So, Mishy, um... Uh, been... Ma'am, I get a song. Huh? I get a song. Oh. You motherfuckers Woo! have been that fucking out of practice. <laughs> See? No. Mm-mm. Oh, no. You heifers. I better get my shit. She's you hoes better have been practicing those throats because I want to hear some notes. Because I'd already messed up, and then I had to. Oh, I'm getting the. I'm getting the looks now. Get okay. your shit together. All right. You, you an asshole, asshole, baby. You, you an asshole. You an asshole, baby. You an asshole. I will say I missed that, ladies. I did. Um, it's gonna be short and sweet. I don't think anybody can top the Republicans, as Ray had said. I've already talked too much this fucking episode. My throat hurts. My head hurts. I'm tired of these people. Um, I'm just so tired of the party of people that says that they're all about the Constitution, the country, the people. They're the people of the People's Republic. And to be able to not get one single Republican who has a fucking spine to stand up to the shit that happened Mm -hmm. yesterday to vote. The fuckery. The foolery of it all. Shame on you all. And I don't know if you guys know this, but you're going to be recorded in history as being the biggest fuck Congress people of all time. Simply because y'all have no spine. You have no backbone. You can't even stand up to this fucking president that they didn't even want, right? They didn't even want him. You remember? They were like, please, jab. And then nobody would... (laughs) Jab was begging people to clap. Nobody wanted him. They hated Trump. And he came in and made everybody... He's a fucking bitch. This class of Republicans is a limp dick. It's a limp, it's a noodle dick. <laughs> oh my god. And with okay. that. Yes, and with that. I'm sorry about the sewing machine. I'll pay it back, I promise. It's fine. I'll get you back, girl. As always, though, we like to end on a good note. We do. So, put your happy hat on. Don't be pissed at me, because now you and I have to sing a song. <clears throat> Let me clear my throat. <laughs> It's time for Raise Bear Raise Bear the Day Ray Bay Bay Ray We did that. I mean we had a practice, but we did that a little bit. We'll get back into it. Oh my god. We changed it up a little bit too. 
You see right. us making that eye contact, yeah, getting that all in. All in sync and shit. Yeah. Yeah, that must have been like, what? Yeah. All right, so I'm trying something a little new. I'm going to give you three clues about what this story includes and see oh, if Lord you just get your little wheels going. Oh, damn. Okay, <laughs> so this one involves a small town in Missouri, Halloween, and police officers. They shot a kid trick-or-treating. It's a bay of the day. Oh, shit, that's right. <laughs> Ferguson? <laughs> no, you guys well, do you know that kid was shot trick-or-treating, right? Yes. Oh, God, do we have to talk about no, that we right don't, now? We don't, no, we don't. No, we're not. Uh, the police, uh, the police uh, we're going came to. out and trick-or-treated with a special needs kid somewhere in Missouri. That's good. It didn't. It didn't what happened. Okay. okay. Huh. So, while working. Good guess. Good guess. While working their midnight shift, several Wentzville police officers became aware that there was a need for costumes at Heritage Elementary School. Department spokesman Jacob Schmidt, John Jacob Schingelheimer Schmidt, told local news. <laughs> Schmidt said that Sergeant Mark White came across two Facebook posts where Heritage teachers were stating that there were several students who weren't going to be able to dress up for their class party on Thursday. How sad is that? In the post, the teachers asked for donations of gently used or new costumes so that the children would be able to dress up and wouldn't feel excluded. And around 12.30 midnight, you know, a.m. on Tuesday, Sergeant White mentioned the post to the five other Wentzville police officers who were working at that time, and he told them that he's going to go buy a few costumes from Walmart since the store is open 24 hours. And one of the officers says, I'll buy one if you buy one. And they ended up pooling enough money between the six of them to buy ten costumes. Shut the front door. It gets better. So after the sergeant officers bought the costumes, some of them held them up in front of the school and took a picture. And Sergeant White then commented on one of the teacher's posts with the photo. And he added that the officers left the costumes in the school resource officer's office with a note asking that they be delivered to one of the teachers who'd asked for donations. It was $150 to $200 that they had pulled together, and they really just wanted to do a nice gesture. And then on Tuesday night, the Wentzville Police Department tweeted the photo and wrote, Last night, Sergeant White and officers from Platoon 4 heard of a need for Halloween costumes for students at Heritage Elementary School. They pulled their money and bought 10 costumes so they can participate in all the Halloween fun and trick-or-treat this Thursday night. Great job. So the department posted the photo on Facebook, which Schmidt said prompted several people to ask how they can donate costumes as well. And so the Heritage Elementary PTA responded with a Facebook post writing... This is why we love our heritage and Wentzville community. We are not just responsive for calls for service. We really try to go out there and help the community, Schmidt said. More than half of our police officers live in town, so we have a vested interest in the community. The whole mission at this point is to make sure that every student has a costume so they can participate. Some teachers at Heritage Elementary School posted on their personal social media accounts asking for costume donations after the school's principal sent an email to staff identifying that there was a need following concerns for students. And the staff was just so overwhelmed with the kindness, generosity, and support from the Wentzville Police and our community. And I think that's just amazing because I think all of us can remember being kids and dressing up when you got to dress up for mm-hmm. Halloween at school. And just the idea that a kid wouldn't have been able to do that. To it's just that. heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And then they made that happen. Well, they made it happen. Yeah. shout out to the cops who yes. actually protect and serve. Yes. You know. Thank you for serving. Yeah. 
I love that story, Ray. I know. And it's, it's perfect so timing on Halloween. You it found is. a Halloween story for Ray's Bay of the Day. Yeah, Ray. No, it's good at that. Thank yeah. you. All right. Thank you, drug delegates, for so being patient with us. So good to be us. back. Oh, we missed you, bitches. I know. And of right. course, since you guys were on a fucking cruise, they were hounding me about a fucking episode. Right? <laughs> we couldn't get service. <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> All right, drunk delegates. As always, stay tipsy, my friends. Stay tipsy. Woo-hoo. I was going to whistle and I couldn't. Them tannins are kicking. Thanks for listening to Drunk Bitches and Politics. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at DBAPpod. If you have questions or suggestions, email us at drunkbpolitics at gmail.com Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe. It's the best way to show your support and spread the word.